0: Welcome to Vase, a podcast about weird stuff. I'm Pete Seehaenin. Joining me, as always, is my old friend and co-host. He's swaggering into 2024 with some cool shades and a fresh mullet, and his new Year's resolution is <laughs> to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And he's all out of bubble gum. It's Mr. Stephen James Buckley. He lives. He does live.
1: <laughs> Hi, everyone, and thank you for that introduction. <laughs> it's. Uh, I was thinking. I was. I was pondering today on Hine's introductions for me, and I was thinking they're all so affectionate. And it's like, what I think, what have I done to deserve that affection? And it reminded me of something um, from our, from when we were younger, which I oh, did yeah. to him, which it is, it deserves the opposite of affection. So, once me and Heim were walking to school, and I think we we're probably about thirteen or fourteen, and I pushed him so that he landed in dog shit.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Do you remember that? I remember yeah. that.
1: Yeah. I do. Yeah. You push it like you're not your whole body, or you, you just no, stood in it, just my foot. Yeah. It, yeah, And then you Son sort of, a of bitch. you sort of pushed me, or you picked me up and like threw me over this wall into someone's garden.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, um, but no, no, it was just a, no less than you deserved.
1: No, I mean, it really, I'd rather be in a garden than in dog shit. But, yeah. No, it just it just made me think of you know just sort of all the terrible things I've done to you. I just felt like I should share with the listener that you know sort of we we have quite a complex dynamic here. You know, it's yeah. not simply that we're friends. It's that we're friends, one of whom pushed the other one into dog shit. Many years yet, ago. And yet he's still nice to him. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what what are we doing tonight, Hein? So at the beginning of last year, we did the weird review of the year. And this year we're going to do exactly the same, except for 2023 yeah. instead of 2022. Um, right. Now, uh, we, we've given it a bit of a revamp. Um, in- Shouldn't that be? No, no. No,
1: sorry, I I am getting my years wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good job that I'm helming this one. Yeah. But <laughs> but um we yeah, we're giving this a- one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean podcast. As opposed to, as opposed
1: to all the as opposed to all the other episodes that I helm.
0: <laughs> I mean this podcast in general. Yeah. Um so um uh yeah so we've given a bit of a revamp we've uh got a, a new voice to announce the years uh we're going to oh, use yeah. uh we're going to use uh mr christopher walken um or friend of, the, friend of the show friend of the show uh so say say hello christopher
2: hello dear listeners it is i a virtual rendering of the acclaimed actor christopher walken and not a very good one but this is all the vase budget would allow despite being in no way affiliated with with the real Christopher Walken. I'm excited to be dragging his good name through the dirt by way of association with these two weird motherfuckers, Hein and Buckley. Let's go.
0: Thank you, Christopher. 2023 was quite a weird year by anyone's measure, I think. There was a, a lot that went on, not just in VACE and in our lives, but like the whole UFO thing, the whole AI thing really kind of kicked off a lot in 2023. And we did have a great year on the podcast as well. We we interviewed Bob Motherfucking Freeman twice in 2023. Twice, twice. Jesus Christ! I know, I know. Um, uh, Amongst other people, we also interviewed uh, both of the guys from the Nonsense Bazaar, Nathan Paul Isaac from Pennyroyal, Douglas Batchelor, Dara Mason. I mean, I could keep going on and on about all these. Stephanie Quick. Stephanie Quick. Paul Weston. I mean, I don't want to leave anyone out now, but uh, but don't worry, because
1: we need to name all of them, don't we?
0: (laughs) I've built it into the weird review of the year that I'll name everyone we interviewed. So so everyone will get their dues. um, uh, uh, But yeah, so it it does seem like a long year as well, you know, like it just seemed to go on and on uh, forever. So there is like tons for us to get through. But before I do start going through the year month by month, like we did last year, there's one thing that I wanted to kind of highlight that had been going on All year, but wasn't associated with any particular month. And that was a debate that seemed to be taking up a lot of time on social media, uh, which was due to a study at the very end of 2022, which had the idea that only that, well, 1% of the population cannot mentally visualize anything at all. So if you say to them, like, imagine a cow, most people, to a greater or lesser degree, will get a picture of a large bloodthirsty bovine mammal in their heads <laughs> but like these people just don't see anything it's just a blank space you know they know the concept of a cow but yeah. there's no picture of one in their head okay it, it seems to be like very sort of relevant to magic because you know there's a lot of esoteric practices that require kind of active imagination and that kind of thing um and i actually like engage a lot with those kind of practices but i don't feel as though i have a particularly strong mind's eye um you know like do you, do you have like a strong visual imagination
1: it's hard to say really because i've never had anyone else's imagination yeah no, so i've nothing to compare it with i mean I, I know um i have a strong imagination for imagining Terrible situations that might happen. Yeah, uh, but I don't know necessarily how visualized. It's, I, I I don't know. It's really hard to say
0: without. It's like I think I'm probably somewhere contest. in between. Like I, I th- I don't think it's always been the case. I think as a kid, I had a really like visual imagination. Mm. But I, I just think that there's like within, even though we live within really visual society, I don't think that there's much encouragement to spend any time really visualizing. Because it's
1: quite the opposite. Yeah. It's literally, you're handed like everything you
0: need on a plate. Exactly. Or on a you can scroll through Instagram to see as many visual images as you want. You can find videos on YouTube. There's less, more TV than any one person could ever watch. Um, so I, I just wonder if it's something that you can kind of strengthen um, because apparently like we're not born with the ability to imagine is what this study was saying. Instead, kind of visual images emerge in early childhood. Um, and then decline in in adulthood. So there is kind of a tendency to be less visual in your imagination as you get older. Um, apparently some people are completely mind blind and can't visualize anything at all. And that's called um, aphantasia. And I think, have we mentioned this before on Vase?
1: We've not mentioned it on Vase, but it's been discussed on our Discord, I think.
0: Right, because apparently Aiden Walker is completely mind-blind, almost, uh, despite so much of his work being associated with journeying and mental visualisation and stuff. Um, and then on the other end of the scale, you've got someone like Jason Miller, who just seems to hallucinate very readily. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, I just thought I'd raise this because it'd been on my mind a lot this year.
1: Yeah, but, I mean... I've always known you as someone with a very vivid imagination. Obviously, I don't know what it's like visually, but just in terms of like you're a powerful imagination. But also the the shamanic journeying you're doing, I guess that in a way makes it all the more incredible, the fact that if your visual imagination isn't all that powerful, the fact that you're still seeing all this stuff is... is
0: Yeah, and it's weird because it. some of that stuff kind of isn't transferred into your mind through something visual or something audio, audible, you know. It, it kind of is just there, you know, like received by some other form of perception. Um, and some, I, I've also read that some people can't imagine their own voice in their heads.
1: Right, like they've got no inner monologue.
0: Yeah. Did you know yeah. about that?
1: Yes, I've heard about that. Yeah, because like um, I
0: I have a cacophony of voices in my hand <laughs> any yeah, anyway given oh, yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> some of them are me, some of them aren't.
1: If I'm left alone for long enough periods of time, then I just start talking to myself. Yeah, yeah. Like saying things out loud and stuff. Um, I think that's probably normal. I think I think the thing is with stuff like that, it it's impossible like I say, it's impossible to tell to compare yourself properly to other people unless you're at one of the extremes. Yeah. Um so, kind of, I don't think you need to worry about it. No, no. <laughs> uh, let's move on. No, I think I think you're okay. Yeah. You're okay, <laughs> well, we can put that one to
0: bed then. I, I feel right. better about that now. Um, yeah. So, take it away, Christopher.
2: January 2023.
0: Okay, so, for a year that was full of UFO sightings, that was kind of how January started. Um, on January the 3rd, Russian forces um, in a region over Sultan Saleh in Rostov, Oblast's Mayanizkovsky district, I don't know why I have put myself through saying all of that, um, shot down an unidentified object. Um, according to the governor Vasily Gulabev, the Object was a small size object uh, in the shape of a ball, and it had been spotted and flying in the wind. And the, the decision had been made to liquidate it.
1: Was uh, it a ball?
0: I guess it was a ball. He's, he's, I mean, yeah, you know, like a I, small I, object
1: I, the size of a ball. Yeah,
0: like just a just a ball. Uh, That's a
1: ball, isn't it? A ball's a shape.
0: Yeah, the ball's a shape and a thing,
1: and a thing. So uh, it was
0: it was a ball. It could well. It could. They well, could have, have just said a ball. A ball right? Yeah. A...
1: Anyway. Uh, yeah. Balls to that let's, let's get on with it. Yeah. He also <laughs> said,
0: <bit> that. <laughs> I urge everyone to remain calm. Um, and um, we'll put a video of this in the show notes. Um, so yeah, I mean, UFOs, they were all over the place in 2023. Or were they? Well, we don't know. I mean, yeah. there was in definitely.
1: UAPs is, is what we, you need to call them now. Uh, which is not what I'm going to do, but, um.
0: No, it's too difficult.
1: No, it's yeah. Um, now I know how like all people feel when they have to give people the correct pronouns. That's, <laughs> that's what that's what I'm like with UFOs and UAPs. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just a hell of a lot of crazy disinformation going on at the moment. Yeah, uh, I think especially this year. I mean, obviously we'll get into that more once we get to the. the but I don't see this personally being any different. No. You know, I, although, you know, obviously r- the, uh, you know, Russian um, news sources are known for their trustworthiness. Mm. Um,
0: I, I just can't, you know. <laughs> and particularly like with them being at war at the moment as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'd be surprised if the sky wasn't full of weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. So in a tweet on January the 11th, Yuri Geller blamed intelligent extraterrestrials for the recent major outage of the Federal Aviation Administration's IT system, which saw thousands of flights grounded across the United States and for uh, similar issues with social media platforms such as Facebook and WhatsApp um, in months leading up to it. And what he said was, uh, this is just out now, All flights grounded after major system failure sparks travel chaos in the United States. I mean, a few months ago, we had the internet down, WhatsApp down. I have no doubt in my mind that aliens are testing our sophisticated, so-called sophisticated systems. This is major. Lots of UFOs have been spotted over nuclear plants, nuclear submarines, and so on. They're doing something. They're testing us. Starting in the 1940s, near A-bomb development sites. More recently, something has been stalking nuclear carrier strike groups. Pentagon says we don't know what these UFOs are.
1: Yeah, it's uh, with the Yuri Geller stuff. I mean, obviously, as as usual, as with all of his uh, crazy tweets, there's absolutely no proof. Yeah, yeah. he occasionally posts like a picture, doesn't he? And it's like a, a scene from the X Files or something.
0: Yeah, there's it's been like, absolutely no evidence to back up any of the assertions he made in January. Yeah,
1: and it's like, but but the thing is with with him, like, it, it's he's so tricky to work out because he's not a stupid guy. like no. you know, and he's he's it's not his first rodeo. No, but does he believe this or is he just really, really incredibly naive or is there some kind of agenda behind him posting it like like some kind of like grift or something? But then it's like, what benefit does it have for him? Because all it is, is on Twitter. It's not like he's selling. I, I, I kind of can't really work out what his ankle is. I can't work out how how in any way it could be beneficial to him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm reading at the moment Annie Jacobson's Phenomena, oh, yeah. which is really good. It's got a lot about Yuri Geller in there and a lot of the evidence for what he used to do. I know we said this before, but a lot of that, when you hear it kind of laid out, is quite amazing stuff. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah. And have I talked about my Yuri Geller experience on here before? Um, it might have been on one of the...
1: Um episodes that we didn't release yeah
0: maybe because back in like the early 90s yuri geller had a tv special on the bbc and one of the things that he was kind of famously did on tv and radio shows was ask you to get a broken watch or clock and then at one point he would say one two three work and then everyone at home would have to say one two three work so me and my sister who's just a couple of years younger than me you know, we were maybe like, I was maybe eight or something. She might have been six. We grabbed this old clock off the mantelpiece. My grandfather had been an antiques dealer. So it was an old, old clock, not very big. Was it
1: Was it a grandfather
0: clock? It was not a grandfather clock, but it was a, a clock provided by a grandfather. Grandfather's a grandfather's, grandfather's clock, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, maybe it was like 10 inches high. And quite a solid thing, but the, the important thing here is that it had never really worked. It was always broken. It was a bit of a dud, you know and um and presumably how we ended up with it, and it wasn't sold in the shop um so in my whole life, that clock had never worked. it had never been wound. it just sat there on the mantelpiece as an ornament. so me and my sister grabbed it just as a, you know f- for fun, and we held it in front of the t v and we did the one, two three work with Yuri Geller, and immediately. The stop, the clock without being wound or anything just started ticking. Yeah. And it, it ticked for like maybe 10 minutes, maybe a quarter of an hour, and, and then stopped again. Never worked again after that. And that I mean, I've, I've never seen anything like that before or since. Yeah, it's not it's like so. a power that I possess. So no. it's some sort of secondary effect of the Uri Geller power.
1: The thing is, like that whole uh, milieu, that whole kind of. Andre Pujaric and all the stuff that he was doing and all the stuff that, you know, the the uh the US military et cetera were doing around that time. There was obviously something in it because a hell of a lot of money went into it. And they were getting results like with the remote viewing and stuff like that. Yeah. Like there was actual sort of tangible results. Uh some of it was bollocks, I'm sure, but some of it was uh was legitimate there's something going on there and I think there's something with Uri Geller it's just I think that it's that thing where uh so you know say if like I've heard there's some really high profile musicians just mime yeah and they just mime into a backing track because people are paying so much money they have so much resting on like playing a gig they can't risk anything going wrong at all because it would like the insurance yeah. that would have to be paid out would be, be so ridiculous. So they're basically mime to a backing track to ensure that nothing goes wrong. Um because although they can still sing probably and stuff like that, that doesn't mean that they're a bad singer. It means that they're just not taking any risks because they can't do it brilliantly and on command and stuff like that every yeah. time. And it's like it's a similar principle. You know, it could be that Yuri Geller. Does possess or did possess some kind of power, but he knows it's not repeatable, you know, kind of constantly. And yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. one of the things it says in the um, Annie Jacobson book is kind of like that he kind of felt like he had a limited repertoire, you know, because he yeah. could bend a spoon, you know, make a, a stopped watch start again, he could do a little bit of mind reading and that sort of thing. But like, how do you keep that fresh? You know, because if yeah. you're like a musician, you do a tour for each album. You know, you play your yeah. best songs and you introduce new ones. But if you have just a psychic power, it's always going to be similar. You know, you could maybe push it in one direction or another, but you just have that limited one power. And yeah. and I wonder if there was sort of an element of him having to be an entertainer kind of took yeah. over.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's like uh, showmanship, isn't it? But, yeah. Um, yeah he's a he's a he's a bonkers guy i was watching a uh i was watching that uh third eye spies documentary oh yeah um, i watched it on uh was it on christmas day nice. so i watched it on my uh 42nd birthday and, wow uh, my wife had gone to bed and I was like right i'm gonna treat myself to watching a <laughs> documentary about uh remote viewing and i he was I, on that. I
0: sympathize with that though because on my 40th birthday i watched the first episode of Hell Yeah. I thought everyone had gone to bed and I treated myself.
1: You understand.
0: So also on the 11th of January, a study was published in the Journal of Sleep Research suggesting that poor sleep is linked to paranormal beliefs around aliens, ghosts, and demons. Mm. Now this stuck in my head because both you and I have well-documented problems with sleep. I'm going through a real phase at the moment where I wake up at maybe three or four in the morning and can't get back to sleep. But I don't want to get up either. So I just kind of lie in bed. And then usually I nod off like maybe about five to six or something like just before my alarm goes off. Yeah, no,
1: what you need, man, is Melvin Bragg. You need to
0: get... Get back on, yeah, get on in in our time.
1: Right. So there's two ways you could look at this, being being a scully here. Firstly, if you don't get enough sleep, then yeah, you're more likely to Hallucinate. (laughs) or, Or just be paranoid. yeah. I mean, when I'm tired, when I've not, when I'm properly like sleep deprived, like when I've had two or three nights of bad sleep or no sleep, I, I think some pretty weird shit as well, you know, yeah. ir- irrational, not saying that these things are irrational, but saying that like, they're kind of outside of consensus thinking sort of thing a bit. So that's one way of looking at it. And the other way is, um, you know, just the fact that knowing these things are around is enough to Stattie make you sleeping, not sleeping, yeah. You could argue that you could be like, shit,
0: you know. Big yeah, could be out there. I mean, I think like previous studies have linked these sort of beliefs to sleep paralysis and exploding head syndrome, both of which mm. we've talked about a bit on the Discord. And when I say we, I mean the whole community, not just you and I. But like, mm. you can see that because there's a, almost a paranormal element to those things. You know, when you have sleep paralysis, yeah. you see you know, maybe you the, see something, don't you? Yeah, yeah, dark figure or the hag or, or whatever. When you have exploding head syndrome, it's just weird. I've had that once in my life, and that was horrible. I've also had sleep paralysis once, so I've had one one dose of each. Um, but uh, overall, they found that these beliefs are more common amongst those who get fewer hours of sleep a night, or take longer to fall asleep, or struggle with insomnia or low sleep efficiency. Uh, but most strikingly they found that around two-thirds of those who experienced sleep paralysis or exploding head syndrome were convinced that aliens had already walked amongst us compared to just 3.4% of the total sample. My. So whilst like not sleeping enough raised your probability of believing in ghosts and demons and whatnot, if you have sleep paralysis or exploding head syndrome, you're very likely or a lot more likely than a normal person to believe in these things. Is that like, do you think, some connection to you know, some other power or something? Do you think there's a connection there or not? Or do you think it's...
1: I think it's to do with, like, the depth at which you think and sort of the, I guess, people who are more prone to sort of um, over-analysis hmm. are less prone to sleeping well, you know, find it harder to sleep. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I'm only talking on a sample size here of two, which is me and you. Uh, but, you know, sort of the it is, it is true that, like, a a, a lot of you know overthinking can cause sleep problems yeah and then i wonder if that's sort of somehow linked to you know that kind of the same thing that would cause people to think um so what would be interesting would be to look at the comparison with belief in these supposedly supernatural things and then compare that to say like a people who are religious yeah so because in both instances you've got people who are thinking about something that's outside of um consensus reality. you've got people thinking about something or believing in something which is you know almost like uh, which is related to kind of um you know kind of the outside of of regular sort of experience so if we're thinking that religious experiences are based on, uh, something which could be called supernatural, and it is a similar thing. You wonder if they also have problems sleeping. The, yeah, the, the religious, yeah. religiously inclined people.
0: I also wonder about the effect of drugs, mental health, both of which can affect your sleep and make you more prone, like you say, to paranoia or yeah, uh, um, al- alternative belief systems and so on. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: also, I guess some of it is is um, your the sort of almost like canals and routes that you take socially through life. So if you're a kid who's into weird shit, you're more likely to say... Be around people who are a bit more counterculture, a bit more like uh, le- not the popular kids, basically. Sure, yeah. And so you're more likely to have like horrendously low self-esteem because you were bullied all through high school. Are we still going through a
0: tam- sample of two here? <laughs> like,
1: yeah, and then you're more likely to not be able to sleep.
0: Yeah, okay. You know, okay it, it, yeah, okay. This is just like a therapy session. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: How much am I paying you for this? <laughs> um, I'll tell you. Yeah. That, yeah. No, but it is, it does seem to like, I I don't really think there's many, there's not much of a crossover between like people who are really, really well-adjusted yeah. people who, who, you know, sort of, so once, (laughs) once I got uh, an ad on Facebook from another guy called Stephen Buckley, and he was like this guy from New Zealand and he was like a fucking model or something. Like he was like all those pictures were him like surfing and like, you know, with his top off, and he was like really bronzed and like he was just like an absolute Adonis. Yeah. And it was just like he added me, just because like I was I had the same name as him, but he was probably just having a laugh with his friends and like comparing <laughs> us both. And um we're not we're not friends anymore. I don't know what happened, but you know but, no, what but did it, he
0: defriend you?
1: I think so. I didn't defund him. He might have just got rid of Facebook. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, he was maybe maybe it was depressing him because he kept comparing himself to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, my point is that that Stephen Buckley wouldn't have started a podcast.
0: No, or well, maybe that's <laughs> least, why. He, maybe that's why he went off Facebook. Maybe he does. Yeah,
1: at least not one about this. He might have started one about like being really handsome or something.
0: Yeah, surfing <laughs>
1: <laughs> But um, Stephen, if you're out there, reach out to me, man. I'm still here. You know, so we can be still friends. be friends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, oh God. so finally, for January, in a recent study, January um, of 2023, um, scientists discovered that juveniles of a certain sea spider species, which I'm not going to say the name of, but I'll link to in the show notes, uh, they're actually marine um, arthropods rather than true arachnids, but they do look a lot like spiders. They've got a lot of them have eight legs. Um, yeah, the spiders. Yeah, yeah, but they're not only capable of regrowing lost limbs. As if that wasn't amazing enough, but they can also uh, regrow their reproductive organs and anus.
1: They can regrow. that? Hang on, how do they lose their anus?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, it seems pretty careless to me. But Isn't an anus,
1: like I can understand someone losing a leg, but losing an anus, you'd have to actually.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're quite different. You'd have to, to kind us. of. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So it's been assumed for years that species, the sea spider, didn't possess this ability because it had never been observed. Yeah. Uh, but
1: well, no, I mean, I, I assume that most things can't lose yeah. or regrow. No, their I anus. mean, it's, it's, just... a, it's
0: a fairly safe starting point. Uh, but yeah. but now, by amputating body parts and watching them grow back researchers were able to conclusively demonstrate this particular feat in action. So So basically someone somewhere is being paid to cut off sea spiders anuses.
1: I love how they went straight to the anus. It was like, it was like, right, we'll try a leg. And he's like, okay, this this appendage that sticks out is coming off. What should we try next? Well, it's a spider. There's not an awful lot going on really, is there? You know, it's like you've got a body, you've got a head, you've got legs. Where where do you go from there? Yeah, and the answer is the anus. You can so. imagine
0: the cut off the anus, and then it's like somebody get me the newspapers. I, I would say it was more cut out than cut off.
1: We well, yeah. unless the anus is outside of the. Do you know what I mean? Like a an appendage. I don't know. I don't... But this, see, this is this is why people don't sleep.
0: But this is true. Hear, yeah. But this like is this. also why people have to do these studies. You know, because yeah. I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know where we'd be in 2024 if someone hadn't cut off a Sea Spider's anus in 2023. No. And uh, so for us, we started the new year with uh the Weird Review of the Year for 2022. Um and um halfway through the month of January, we interviewed Jennifer Lane. We did, yeah, the author of The Wheel, um, which was excellent. And she's released two books uh uh in 2023. Uh, which we can link to in the show notes if if anyone wants to catch up with those. So there was another uh, book of witchcraft and there was a young adult novel
1: that also Mm -hmm. came out. I hope they do well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they are doing. Let's move on.
2: February, 2023.
0: Saturday, the 4th of February, 2023. The United States shoots down what was at first considered a UFO balloon over the east coast of the country. It was later clarified that this was a suspected Chinese spy balloon, although China maintained that it was for meteorological purposes, but the u s insists it had been spying um, and you can see television footage of this uh, sort of being shot and falling from the sky. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, And there are photos of the debris being recovered, uh, which, if you're of paranoid mind, bring to mind the balloon debris photographs from the Roswell incident. Roswell, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holding up the sort of foil and and so on. They're very, very similar. Um, This was followed about a week later on the 10th of February by an unidentified object being shot down over Alaska by the US military. Uh, US officials said that the targeted uh, aircraft brought down on that day was considerably smaller than the Chinese balloon uh, that was down Saturday before and um, carefully avoided characterising it as a balloon uh, or a drone or a plane, giving nothing away about the description of the object other than its rough size, its altitude, and its direction of travel. Um, So there's still not really been... I couldn't find any real confirmation about what that object was over Alaska um, um, but this sort of set off the madness that was 2023. So I, I hadn't, when I was doing this, I hadn't really realized that it happened so early in the year, uh, the spy balloon and so on. Uh, but during the first two weeks of February, the US military shot down four UFOs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm saying they're probably not aliens know, yeah. I mean, they've kind of been identified as balloon or balloon-like objects since. Um, so we had the um, the one that we've talked about, the two that we've talked about, actually. Um, then we've had on the day after that, on February the 11th, um, the US shot down a cylindrical object over northern Canada. Um, the US and Canada worked together to take the object down. Um, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said that the country would analyze the wreckage. Um, A national security spokesperson said before the fourth flying object was down that these objects did not closely resemble and were much smaller than the Chinese balloon, because then on the 12th of February, an F-16 used a missile to destroy an airborne object flying about 20,000 feet over Lake Huron in Michigan. Uh, the Department of Defense noted that the location chosen shoot it down allowed them to avoid impact to people on the ground while improving chances for debris recovery. Um, now, I mean, I'm sure that none of these objects were extraterrestrial.
1: No, I mean, I, I remember reading or listening to something someone was saying that what happened was that the, uh, the military technology uh, to detect them improved and updated around that time they like got some new shit going on that meant they could see things and and a lot better. So suddenly they were seeing all these balloons that would have been there before and they just wouldn't have seen them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and just um, downing anything that they thought might be a threat.
1: Yeah, I mean, because the, the, like you say, the balloon thing does have um, sort of resonance with Roswell as well. There's a book called uh, Body Snatchers in the Desert by Nick Redfern. Uh, I've not read it, but I've listened to a, uh, an interview with him talking about it. Um, and he has this theory surrounding Roswell, uh, that it's to do with a, I've forgotten the exact name of the, the operation that the, the U S were running, but it was basically, um, experiments on prisoners of war and disabled people from a nearby hospital. And there was like a nearby hospital where there was like people with, um, Again, I've forgotten. I've forgotten the name of the illness, but it's a it's a it's a sort of a uh, a uh, like a genetic kind of condition where people have very big heads and mm. like small bodies, and uh, they look a lot like you know your classic kind of grey alien type thing. Yeah. Similar. It's um, what, I, I
0: what forget- were they doing to them? Like putting them in? Yeah. So they it
1: was it was tests that they did on Japanese prisoners of war who had this. This illness, who it was confirmed, I think Redfern like supposedly, you know, confirmed that th- there were prisoners of war with this condition, yeah, staying at this ho- this big hospital near Roswell, and it was just testing like these high altitude balloons and stuff. But they didn't want, uh, obviously, the the whole thing where they don't want the public to know about it, so they they were like making up all sorts of bollocks to cover it up. But actually, covering it up was kind of made it into. Turned it into Roswell. Turned it into the big, the big like UFO thing. But it was actually a a military, um, you know, a military operation, just one that was highly unethical. So they wanted to cover it up. Um, I think it was on. I think I, I think it was the Nick Redfern interview on Where Did the Road Go okay. uh, podcast, where I heard that. But it was, it interesting. was interesting. I'm not sure if I believe it. But it's, it's just, it's just, more mirage man shit, basically, isn't it?
0: Well, that's, uh, I mean, th- that's the thing, and I think that people really have to read that book. To, 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 put, yeah. to put all of what's happened in 2023 into context, because yes. like I said at the beginning, I really struggled to find any stories other than UFO or AI stories for the whole of 2023. It's yeah. just that, that those two things sort of really dominated the news, <clears> the <throat> news sto- new stories. And then you started getting a lot of stuff that would link the two, like towards the end of the year, um, Encounters came out, which is the yeah. Psilka book, which you and I both read and that does make explicit links between sightings of UFOs and AI technology and that kind of thing. It's really much, very much in the zeitgeist at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but moving swiftly on, on February the 16th, 2023, it was officially confirmed that Jasper Krauss, originally from the Netherlands but living in Roscommon Island, had died on the April of 28th of 2022 after being savagely mauled by a chicken in his home. Uh, while waiting for emergency services, Krauss was in and out of consciousness and mumbling the word "rooster." Before eventually passing away, he lost his life after suffering severe puncture wounds on his leg. Yeah,
1: clucking hell! <laughs> yeah, did did the chicken cut off his anus? <laughs>
0: I don't know, but uh, yeah,
1: I'll peck it off <laughs> with its razor sharp beak. Is this is this part of your seeding of stories about vicious farm animals?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I need you to. Know, I, I
1: you've done it about cows. You've said that cows are the most deadly animal <laughs> in Britain or something. And now now it's yeah. chickens. Now it's chickens. Now
0: it's yeah. That's it. It's the mirage men, but for farmyard animals. But yeah. uh, apparently, this the the website that I took this from, which I'll link to in the uh, in the show notes, said that chickens are not predatory animals, but are also not entirely passive either, and have been known to attack humans. And yeah. apparently, the attacks that they do are really like they can really. To town. some serious puncture wounds in a short space of time, you know. Like a chicken could really fuck you up. Yeah. was, yeah.
1: was, was the website you found it on? One of those um, links that Alan Greenfield posts, <laughs> where, you, where you don't want to click on it because you know that it'll just fill your computer with
0: viruses. It was. <laughs> this is one that I found, <laughs> like uh, where I should have been working at work, um, and, right. and the question had come up about sort of. You know, you know, what would win in a fight between, I think it was a penguin and a chicken. Right. Um, and so we found out that actually chickens are extremely deadly animals. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or they can be, they can be under the right circumstances. So also in February of 2023, DARPA um, revealed that it had enabled an AI to fly an F-16 fighter jet, which which given cool. the other sort of revelations in, february about ufos and ufos being shot down you start to wonder is this coincidence about what's happening here um so they so it's not like a drone um which is obviously like a flying weapon often that has no pilot but it
1: but it's piloted by someone isn't it it's controlled by someone well remotely.
0: yeah they're often con- controlled by someone remotely Uh, But they can be completely autonomous, but they're very simple when they're completely autonomous. Whereas like an F-16 fight jet is an extremely complex piece of machinery. Like
1: a chicken, really.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Extremely deadly as well. They actually have a lot in common. Um, They can
1: fly. Can chickens fly? Are they flightless? A little bit.
0: They can fly a little little bit. bit. Nothing to write home about. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, like an F-16, people train for years and years and years to fly those things. And even then, it's an extremely mm. skilled thing. Um, and, I mean, the thing that I think is that, I mean, what they're saying is that these will be these systems will be used to assist pilots. They won't actually be sent out to war.
1: systems to not have a job anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the
0: thing with this kind of technology is that if technically they can conceivably do it, they're probably already doing it.
1: Yeah, they did it. They did yeah.
0: it that like 5 years ago or whatever yeah and if it can be used in a way that's hostile then that's probably what it's been developed for
1: yeah so, like every everything
0: yeah exactly <laughs> so i mean they're not going to be looking at this and thinking like oh this will be fine help to our fighter pilots as fallible yeah. emotional and <laughs> Let's help the boys out. as they are yeah uh, no i mean they're going to be sending these things into war i'm sure of it if we they have killed more
1: people with this exactly yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, in February, we released an interview with Ken Akins from the Right Way You're Sitting Now podcast, and we released our side vase about darkness. Ooh.
1: Darkness. The darkness sound.
0: Yeah.
1: It was about darkness. It wasn't about the band The Darkness. No. It's an it, important it's, distinction. We might, we might do an episode about them, maybe in another sort of five or six years, and we've run out of topics, and we're just a, a, a sort of – an alternative rock nostalgia podcast, yeah. which is what I've been hoping for all along, really.
0: But It's always the way it was going. Yeah. Let's move on.
2: March 2023.
0: In last year's Weird Review of the Year, we discussed in... The section about November 2022, the case of 11 schoolgirls in the Agricultural Technical Institute in Hato, in Colombia who'd been hospitalised after playing with a Ouija board. Do you remember that one? hmm Yeah. Well, it happened again. But this time with 28 schoolgirls at the Galeras Educational Institution, also in Colombia, being hospitalised after playing with a Ouija board and reportedly fainting and suffering from anxiety. It's like twenty-eight people being hospitalised for that. Like, yeah. what's happening in Colombia with these Ouija boards? Why are there so many young girls playing with them?
1: I don't know. I'm wondering. You know how on on Lost there's the um, the cocaine that's hidden inside the um, oh, it's heroin, isn't it? It's not cocaine. Anyway, same principle. There's okay. heroin h- hidden inside the Virgin Mary statues, right? Well, yeah. Maybe maybe there was cocaine hidden inside Ouija boards. Okay. And there was a shipment of them, and they 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 fell, and then the the girls were playing with them, and they were getting getting all cocaine in them, and they're like, "Oh, what's this powder that's tasted?" it. So anyway, they were getting really anxious, and that's what's happening. They had to go yeah. to the
0: hospital. That that could be it. That could be it. There's some good research there. O-
1: Ockham's re- Ockham's Razor.
0: Yep, <laughs> I applied
1: Ockham's Razor there.
0: Yeah, that's it. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's
1: extremely. Uh, I don't lucky. know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I um I'm still a little bit scared of Ouija boards, I have to
1: admit. Yeah, do you know, I, I watched um I had COVID a couple of weeks ago. Um and for some reason I decided to watch The Exorcist. Um I don't know if it's because I felt I'd relate to a person with a horrible entity in their body. Yeah. But I, I, I wanted to watch something old.
0: 50 years old in 2023. Yeah,
1: and just like comforting and, uh, I don't know, well, not really comforting, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like old films that you've seen before, nice sort of nostalgia feeling. And uh, I forgot that the way that the demon is introduced is through the Ouija board. Yeah. He's introduced to the girl. She's playing with the Ouija board with Captain Howdy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's still a really good film. It's still a really genuinely unsettling, creepy film.
0: Two more UFO stories for uh, March of 2023. Um, We have a cylindrical UFO being filmed over Iraq, uh, videoed by a spy plane, um, and it shows a cylindrical object apparently flying over Baghdad. Uh, There's a video on this, which I'll put in the show notes.
1: I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, That was quite a popular one, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Now, what makes me think is that it's Corbell and Knapp who did that video. Right. And it made me think of the recent Corbell Jellyfish UAP. Oh, fox fuck's sake. <laughs> the, 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 the bird shit.
1: The bird shit on the lens.
0: Yeah. Um, and it starts to make me think sort of, you know, like, I'm genuinely shocked by that video of the, of the, the bird shit. Yeah,
1: I'm genuinely shocked that people don't, realize that it's bird shit yeah that there's people in this world who have not been sat in a car whilst there's bird shit on the window
0: yeah now they're saying oh well it (laughs) can move around and it changes color and stuff but But that's
1: because it's it's the gimbal on the camera isn't it it's like it's like a lens within a lens yes it moves slightly
0: yes and 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 it looks dark against a a white background and it looks white White against against a dark background yeah now this is like pretty simple stuff um yeah it's simple eye physics
1: (laughs) i don't know what the actual technical term (laughs) for that is but you know what i mean eye
0: physics um (laughs) yeah 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 let's leave it at that let's call it that um but but some people don't know about eye physics apparently um and there's there's been people who who've been saying that this thing is a genuine unexplained flying object it the credibility of this stuff is being undermined to such an extent that I'm actually scared. It's it's seeing
1: Jesus in a piece of toast, isn't it? It's
0: it's, it's not the, even it's that the, good.
1: It's the same, but like you know, it, it, it is just like we've said, and many people have said, it's just like the the beginnings of a religion. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like zealotry. Yeah, but Dog it's mad. just like, yeah, it is mad seeing like people who appear to be grown adults who are capable of stringing a sentence together but not actually realising
0: that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, the whole thing is, is, is very, very unsettling. Um, in last year's review of the year, 2022, we discussed the Calvang UFO photo, oh, yeah. the Scottish one, um, which had remained a mystery for over 20 years and that photo had been released yeah. I, think, I think it was August of 2022. Um, but apparently a former BBC producer, Simon Holland, believes that he may have found the answer uh, to what that actually was. Right. Uh, because the MOD previously stated that no known Harriers were flying in Perthshire on the 4th of August 1990, which is when the photo was taken. Yeah. And it, it, that is what it looks like. It looks like a kind of Harrier sort of shape. and Like on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... What Sam Holland says is that that was a massive clue as to what this was, uh, because what he discovered was that the only other British Harriers were privately owned by BAE Systems, the defence contractor, mm-hmm. and they used their Harriers as multi-role defence test platform testing BAE advanced technology. And uh, when he dug deeper, he found that uh, Marconi Advanced Materials, based inside BAE HQ at Wharton, Lancashire. Which oh, quite yeah. close to us. It is. Um, we're probably working on an advanced stealth skin material for the USAF. So right. he thinks that that's what it was. It was just a um, privately owned um, Harrier that was using this new technology. Now, uh, there's
1: a thing. A, uh, who'd have thought a, uh, a UFO sighting actually turned out to be some kind of advanced military technology that was kind of secret?
0: I know. And of course, shocking. You know, the proximity to Lancashire, um, you know, in Wharton, they're still messing with weird stuff. So, according to the India Times, on the 4th of March 2023, there's a woman called Kesha in Chicago who eats around 70 sheets of toilet paper a day and has been doing that for around 23 years. 23, of course. Um, her mother does she eat anything else or just the toilet paper? I reckon she must eat something because I don't think you could sustain yourself for 23 years off shit tickets alone. No. Her mother was reported to have said it's like crack to her. I've never been able to understand why she eats tissue and I never will.
1: <laughs> is, is it's like crack a common Indian idiom?
0: Well, it's not. It's, it was in the Indian Times but it was in Chicago. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's in Chicago. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, right. so, so there's quite a lot going on here because, like, this woman obviously suffers from pica, um, also known as zoophilia, which is something that we definitely have not talked about on Vase before. But is weird, and that's the compulsive eating of non-food items. Um, weirdly, pica comes from the medieval word for magpie. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, because
1: uh, yeah, because magpie's um, Latin name is pica pica.
0: Ah, there you go. Yeah. Um, it can be temporary. This condition, uh, such as in pregnant people who often want to eat non-food. Yeah, things and um, or it can be de- um, developmental and it can also affect animals such as like dogs and cats um, and, oh, and let me guess dogs and cats are the most
1: deadly animal <laughs> in england and they'll you kill us and, you yeah. said
0: it not me uh, but you also get really famous people for it like there's one called Michel um, latito who was a frenchman who could eat things like bicycles shopping trolleys televisions beds and he once even ate a light aircraft Um, and apparently he developed this condition when he was about nine and and doctors think that he also had an unusually thick stomach lining, which allowed him to do this without any harm, which is a bit like the kind of the opposite of me, really. I I eat normal food and get ill. Um, but, um, it also reminds me of a really excellent short story. Well, it's actually a short novel, uh, by Harry Cruz called Car. Um, And Harry Cruz, of course, was mentioned in the Penny Royal podcast as a possible Ah, candidate for um, James Shelby Downer Jr. on the series Riding Tapes. Um, And um, Harry Cruz also contributes to one of my favourite films of all time, The uh, Searching for the Wrong Guy Jesus, which is an amazing documentary, which I'd search out if you can. It's actually available if you're in Britain. It's on iPlayer. Um, I'd, I'd definitely recommend it. Um, but um, that's an incredible short story um, about um, a guy who just basically sits down and eats a car piece by piece. Uh, well, it's not even – it's a full novel, actually. Um, and uh, and that's basically what happens. Um, I'd really, really recommend that people get hold of a copy of that uh, novel. There's a volume called Classic Cruise – uh, which starts off with his incredible autobiography and then has a couple of novels and a few essays all together. And you can get that off Amazon for less than 20 quid. And I definitely recommend people reading it.
1: Have you ever suffered from pika,
0: I sometimes eat hair wax. Like certain okay. types of hair wax and certain types of hair conditioner and stuff. If it smells like honey... Or something yeah. like that. Then I, I just want to th-
1: give it like a little try.
0: Yeah, I feel obliged yeah. to eat a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. I, I chew. pens. Do you swallow them?
1: Uh, not if I can help it. Yeah. Although obviously, I imagine occasionally a little bit will break off and and go in. But um. But no. Would you
0: gobble down shit tickets for kicks?
1: Not when you phrase it like that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> if I was paid, if I could, you know, if I could sort of slip it inside, I don't know, something else, like a sandwich, put some right. hot sauce on it and stuff. I'd you know, but no. no. Empty calories, isn't it, you know?
0: It is, yeah. Yeah, it's barely worth it really. No. I don't know what she was thinking. I never will. But also, um she was called Kesha who, uh, by the coincidence, was that in the May of 2023, Kesha, pop star Kesha, released one of the best albums of the year, uh, possibly a decade so far, Gag Order. Uh, I just had to get that in there. Um, Have a listen to it. It's great. Uh, It is,
1: I concur. Yeah, One of my albums of the year, I think.
0: and Definitely. And uh, Kesha is probably my dream guest for Vase. She used to actually have a rival podcast about weird stuff called Kesha and the Creepies, uh, where she interviewed nobodies that I've never heard of, like... Alice Cooper St. Vincent Kelly Osbourne Mitch Horowitz uh, so Kesha if you're listening give us a shout we love your music we love your genuine your genuine attitude I think uh, please come on base and talk to us I'm sure she listens
1: well if she doesn't Rick Rubin probably does and he'll probably get in touch yeah you yeah. Know, with her just sort of say hey Kesha these guys in England yeah
0: yeah <laughs> And finally, in March of 2023, Mr. Yuri Geller from Israel posted on Twitter, this was 29th of March, 2023, a video of two UFOs saying that these objects were from outside our solar system. Uh What's interesting about this is that uh, one of them was a cylindrical object like the Baghdad Phantom that I mentioned at at the beginning of March. Uh,
1: okay. A tin can.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But it's not clear where this footage was taken, when or by who. And any further evidence of this visitation is yet to be produced. So in March, we spoke for the first time that year to Mr. Bob Freeman. Um, and we released the Catherine Preston episode. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. One of the only times that we've interviewed someone in person as well. I think it's the only time we've interviewed time. someone yeah. in person. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, well, I no, because
0: Catherine- we did Rick Bennett.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I wonder yeah. what Catherine's up to now. I don't know. Hopefully she's writing a new book. Yeah.
2: We'll get her on again. Yes. April 2023.
0: So, yeah, as I've mentioned before, this whole year is just UFOs and AI. Um, so I, I have been trying to pick out stories which aren't that. Um, but it's been really difficult. So first up in April, um, Elon Musk, he set up a new AI firm called XAI, which doesn't sound ominous at all. Um, I mean, like given how his takeover of Twitter's gone, I'm not sure whether we really should be worried about him developing any sort of effective AI at all.
1: It's very hard to take him seriously as a person, isn't it?
0: Yeah. But then he also has a lot of money. It's, the, it's this whole thing about narcissist billionaires uh, being able to sort of privately own and develop this stuff that's worrying, really. Mm. Because he doesn't have to have any expertise or, or skills at all. He can just pay other people to do nefarious shit. Um, and, you know, he's got enough money to just chuck it at people.
1: He can fuck off.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the background to this is that back in 2015, uh, Musk co-founded OpenAI uh, with a load of other rich guy, tech guys, uh, apparently with the goal of creating artificial intelligence that could benefit humanity without causing harm or being influenced by corporate or political agendas. Uh,
1: lol. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Elon Musk, well known, well known for his anti-corporate stance.
0: Exactly. Um, then in 2018, he tried and failed to take over open AI, you know, as, as he does. Yeah. And then he left their board in a strop uh, when he when he failed, um, and then started publicly criticizing them, uh, which, you know, is what he does. Like
1: a big baby.
0: Yeah. So w- on, in commenting about Elon Musk's new AI firm, XAI, the OpenAI co-founder and CEO, Sam Altman, has issued a one-word statement to the Wall Street Journal concerning...
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought it was gonna be wanker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I think that's basically one word statement about yeah. that. Um so on April nineteenth, the US Senate Committee held open hearings on the UFO issue. Um
1: Yeah, that was pretty bonkers, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. Uh, I mean there were no revelations, there was sort of no revelatory UFO reports. Uh but apparently UFO reports are becoming more frequent. Um, but there's no proof that they're extraterrestrial aliens. And that was probably the only valuable things that they said in that, is that yeah. sightings becoming more frequent, no evidence that they're aliens. Uh, during the open portion, um, Sean Kirkpatrick, uh, who was chosen as the first director of the Pentagon's new all-domain anomaly re- resolution office, which is ARO definitively stated that out of hundreds of UAP cases his office had reviewed, Arrow has found no credible evidence thus far of extraterrestrial activity, off-world technology, or objects that defy the known laws of physics. There was a new video released at the hearings of what appears to be a spherical object, another ball uh, there, that was filmed by an MQ-9 Reaper drone somewhere in the Middle East. Uh, that, That one was actually fairly subdued compared to the later ones. It was just a teaser, that one, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: I mean, it was just really, like, just the fact alone that they were talking about it was pretty sort of weird. Yeah. You know, uh, it was it, it, if they'd have gone straight into one of the later ones, it would have been a bit more of a, uh ontological shock, as they say. But it was, it, you know, they had to kind of tease it in, didn't they? With yeah, kind of,
0: like a uh, soft opening.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. On 12th of April 2023, which was my 41st birthday, a Spanish athlete, Beatrice Flamini, emerged from a cave in Granada, Spain, after she spent 500 days isolated there alone as part of a project called Time Cave to determine the impact of social isolation and extreme temporary disorientation on things like the perception of time and Carcadian rhythm. Um,
1: this was intentional. This was uh, like with her consent.
0: Yeah, this wasn't yeah. accidental. Right, she, she, okay. she did it to herself as, as she volunteered for this. Um, I have an interest in this because it relates to some of the research I did for the, the side vase that we did on darkness.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, apparently she said that she's lost track of time after about two months in the cave. And she thought that she'd only been in there for about 160 or 170 days um she described the experience as excellent unbeatable <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah jesus christ
1: i thought you were gonna say because you said it was your birthday and a spanish lady em- i thought you were gonna say she emerged from a cake <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like as a, no. as a birthday present you'd got a <laughs> spanish lady to come out of a cake i wish that were the case but unfortunately well,
0: it was a cave in a different country don't worry that was we- the story of my life
1: <laughs> Don't worry, there'll be other birthdays, my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she said. In fact, I didn't want to come out, which uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing from any cake ladies in the future. Uh, but I find the whole thing fascinating because, like, some people wouldn't have been able to do that. She's obviously. I wouldn't have no, been able to do I that. I wouldn't have been able to do that. She's. Obviously, I mean, I wouldn't
1: have volunteered to do that. Either, no, but she's obviously like, like that.
0: She's an athlete, and she must have like extreme mental resilience. I mean, that must be massive. Like, but like. it makes me think about like how essential is human contact because we're, we're hearing more and more about like social isolation being a factor in things like dementia and depression and stuff. Mm. Um, And yet she went there for 500 days and just thought it was brilliant. Um, On the other hand, I mean like losing a sense of time like that does sound really good. Uh, because we're like, we live in such a time of like time stress, you know everything's pressured. You know we got to up yeah, yeah. with our alarms. We got to go to work. While she was in the cave, she read about sixty books. That's about oh one... she had
1: she had like stuff to do. Did she? Yeah, she wasn't yeah. Just sat in. No, she was in... isolated,
0: but she wasn't in total darkness. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Not too bad. So she she she, she had like uh, food, water, stuff to do. Yes. Light. A Toilet, I'm assuming. Yeah,
0: well, she said that about every five poos, she uh, like sent her sewage away, and um, like like she said, like an offering to the gods, and in return they gave her food. So all of that was being taken care of. Um, she read sixty ah, books, so yeah, so so not that bad then. And was she relatively comfortable? Was she in a? I think she must have been. Yeah, she must have had a wh- bed or something.
1: Why did they put her in a cave? Why didn't they just put her like in a, a dark room?
0: Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's easier than making a dark room to, make, to have a dark cave. But there's
1: already dark rooms. Is there? I
0: mean, how dark are we talking? Like, I select, I mean, I suppose just, it wasn't dark in there anyway, was it? It wasn't dark in there anyway. No, so I, they
1: could have just put her in like a, a broom.
0: Yeah. I, may, I mean, maybe they I, the, I
1: think they were just being dramatic. Well,
0: personally. maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. perhaps they just have like a surplus of caves. I don't maybe. Know. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, so she was reading a book about every eight days. Uh, which is what bu- I was doing at my peak. A book peak. about what? Sorry. No, no, but yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> 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 um, so, so like the thing is like I, I I was reading a book every 7 days at my peak. Um so so that's When like, was your peak? When you were like 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 like, like, like about that so that, that was about 2016. I I um, was that your peak? That was, that was my peak of book reading. Yeah, I think you're at your peak now. I think. Well, I, at that moment, I'm I'm lucky if I read like eight pages. Oh, a I don't. I don't mean oh, that you. You think? That you I just think mean that, in general. You think just... that I'm I'm peaking at the moment? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sincerely hope not. <laughs> like. like... <laughs> <laughs> you're in your element. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm in my prime. Yeah, you know? I'm not, yeah. not going to deny that. Uh, but yeah, I'm I, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I keep disrupting what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's all nonsense anyway. Um, ah. But yeah, I, I mean, to just conclude that the clock is such a powerful tool of capitalism. Um, yeah, you know, uh, that that I don't get to read anymore is where I was going with that. Right. Yeah, capitalism stops me from reading. Which I think oh, is what God. they want. It's what they want, isn't it? Yeah. So in April, we released our Dunning Darko episode and our interview with Mark Pilkington, author of Mirage Men. Read it.
2: May 2023. So
0: I'm not going to go into this story, uh, but in May, it was reported that at the very end of April US jets were scrambled to intercept a UFO over Hawaii and it turned out to be another balloon Um, so yeah read Mirage man um in May it, it was reported that the results of DNA testing on hair found on barbed wire fence in in the British countryside um had come through proving definitively that big cats prowled the British countryside nice yeah um, and apparently, a forensic laboratory analysed the hair using mitochondrial DNA methods to ascertain a 99.9% match to a species of black leopard.
1: Okay. Yeah. And do you think these are these are deadlier than the cows? Then?
0: Well, I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, not,
1: not statistically, because not cows to have killed more people.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Although there are more cows, um, but you yeah, you, you, but- you never hear about someone being killed by in in britain no. by being mauled by a, a leopard but so you even though that, the
1: leopard is is technically deadlier the cow is more look violent like and a...
0: bloodthirsty well yeah yeah see mm. the, the, the cow operates with mal- malice it, it, it's <laughs> essentially an evil creature the, the leopard's noble keeps itself to itself minds its own business takes the occasional sheep you see yeah. the cow kills for fun right yeah okay um so, I mean, this reminds me of a lot of the alien big cat stories that we used to read as a kid. You know, yeah. y- you've got, like, the Beast of Bodmin Moor, the Beast of Exmoor, uh, the Staffordshire Panther, and there's loads of folklore and urban legend around these things. Um, there's some pretty convincing photos, too, mm. if you look online. And there's some less convincing photos as well. It's often just a Labrador. Yeah. Um, but there's a new documentary that came out in 2023 called Panthera Britannia Declassified, um, which you can find on various platforms. Um, now, unfortunately, the lab that did the tests that identified that hair have remained anonymous, which I can think is, like, a bit dodgy. Yeah. What do you reckon to Alien Big Cats, real or not? Alien Big Cats. I mean, when I say Alien Big Cats, that's what they call them ABCs, isn't it? It just right, means, okay. like, a, 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 out of their territory. Um,
1: I'm agnostic, really. I mean, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, is it? I don't think it's... Um, it's one of those things where... It's kind of like a classic cryptid, isn't it? Where it's not, it's not got like a um, a sort of uh, almost kind of spectral sort of thing no. to it, like like your, your Bigfoot stuff. It's just like a an animal that's it, it, what, displaced. Some,
0: yeah, somehow. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much I'd say I was ninety nine percent sold on. on yeah, a, a I, I don't
1: I don't see any reason why not. It's probably not particularly common but um, yeah well i, see, I mean I, th-
0: there's theories that maybe um they're kind of like illegal exotic pets that have escaped from people's yeah you know, like that collection. tiger
1: king guy and stuff yeah yeah uh but,
0: um, i mean i mean it's not legal in this country like it is in the u.s but people would be doing it
1: people do do things yeah. that aren't legal
0: they do they do they do and um there's also theories that there could be some sort of native species that I thought become extinct that haven't. I don't really buy into that. I think escapees is probably, you know, happening over you know, decades and decades. I imagine they're pretty hardy animals. Yeah, exactly. In terms
1: I mean, of that, you know, they're a predator. They, you know, they'd be able to kill
0: sheep, what, like they, rabbits, sheep. Yeah, I mean, they, they're know. often. This is what often tips people off to them is that you find mauled sheep um right. and then they they analyzed the tooth marks and then in this case they also found some hair as well um i but i think it's probably mainly just escapees i can't imagine that there's yeah. a breeding population anywhere in the country really uh you know families of them or own thing i think that that would be they'd be too easily found out i think it's probably that every now and then one escapes from somewhere and you know yeah so i don't
1: i don't think we're headed for a a sort of cat based Jurassic Park situation for a good while yet.
0: No, I hope not. No. Also in May, Gary Nolan, here we go with Gary Nolan, um, Mm. said at Global Leadership and Networking Forum in New York City, the SALT, Eye Connection Forum, which took place between May 16th and May 18th, 2023, that extraterrestrial intelligence has not only visited Earth, but it's been here a long time and it's still here. He also claimed that whistleblowers who have worked on reverse engineering down craft had recently given classified testimonies to Congress creating a hornet's nest in Washington. So I think this is foreshadowing, Grush. Um, When asked by the presenter at the forum um, what probability he would assign to the presence of alien intelligence being here on Earth now, he said 100%. Um, So, I mean, what's interesting... To me, in this, well, partly part of what's interesting is that Nolan was one of the pseudonymous scientists who was referred to in American Cosmic, D.W. Yeah. Pasulka's first book. He's
1: like James or something, wasn't yeah, it? And he? Yeah, the one out- that wasn't Tyler. That's it. Yeah.
0: yeah, he outed himself, um, which Pasulka talks about in Encounters. Um, and again, Encounters is a really interesting book. Um, so Nolan said at the conference. The first question people ask is, "Well, if they're so frigging advanced, why are they crashing?" And what he says is that because what's crashing is not actual living things. I use this example a lot. If you want to study a tribe of cannibals in the middle of the Amazon, are you going to go yourself and show up in the middle of the tribe and not hopefully become dinner? Which I think that's a bit racist, really. To, to sort a of a bit racist, yeah, yeah, a little bit racist. But um, uh, going back to what Gary Nolan was saying, uh, if you're an advanced intelligence, you're not going to put your life in limit risk by coming here. Um, And he went on to say, mostly what you're seeing here are either drones or some sort of advanced AI or whatever it is. Which again, yeah, because
1: I think I think Lavender mentions that in um, uh, what's it called, the
0: Sinister Forces.
1: No, no, the one with Tom DeLonge.
0: Oh, Secret Machines. Yeah, 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 Um, yeah, yeah. Um, The idea
1: that you know, sort of, it would be more likely to be a drone. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be. That, you know, even the Greys don't necessarily have to be, you know, living the, the, the fact that the the sort of mythology of them is that they're almost like insect like. Yeah. And they don't um, you know, sort of the way that they behave and the way that they move and stuff is 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 that kind of I mean, I can't not think of them as they are in the communion film, but like <laughs> you know, which is which is that genuinely creepy, but it's like uh yeah, that that does actually make sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the host went on to ask Nolan um, when when he referred to Downcraft if he was sure that humans possessed literal physical material to evaluate and to analyse. And again, Nolan said 100% yes. Mm. So he, he's saying that they did. It's all...
1: The thing is, there's all sorts of... It seems like there's all sorts of little language loopholes that they're using. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like Like mm. saying uh you know, non-human biologics or whatever and stuff. It's like Yeah. I don't know. It's like they're trying to get round some of there's some kind of like fuckery happening, isn't there? Um, well
0: we've got to put it out there as well that Nolan has got known ties to the CIA.
2: Oh um, surprise, so surprise. Yeah.
0: He's previously consulted in his own words with people associated with the CIA and some aeronautics corporations. Um and sounds like, legit. Yeah. So I mean, again, you know, this this is just like the stuff in encounters about all that AI stuff and the stuff in Secret Machines, as you say. Um, and people on both sides, you know, Secret Machines and Encounters, they both have connections in the CIA. And weirdly, like immunology as well. Uh, because Gary Nolan is an immunologist. That was his profession. And um, um Louis Alexondo uh, measured in immunology at university oh, i I, mean, okay. I don't know i don't know what that connection
1: is or why it's there but it is a yeah. connection we better be careful we're going to have loads of like covid isn't real guys like
0: <laughs> yeah
1: saying it's uh
0: it's to do with that but there is definitely a connection between the stuff that's in encounters and the stuff that's in secret machines
1: yeah i mean they're both heavily leaning towards uh sort <laughs> of the consciousness spirituality type stuff aren't they yeah, yeah. Um, just with a slightly different angle like Lavender's almost coming at it from a more almost Eric Von Dynik and kind of ancient astronauts sort of angle um, whereas Persulka's a bit more tech yeah. slash religion, religion and the place where they meet kind of thing
0: yeah yeah um, it's interesting though that's kind of the agenda now isn't it is, is that sort of because what what that those, both those things have in common is that sort of almost like idea of lost intelligence or um, like indigenous beliefs being yeah. powerfully accurate in terms of describing the phenomena, whether yeah. that's through, I mean, Secret Machines goes on a lot about the shamanistic stuff. Um, mm. The Pasulka stuff is more biblical like it's, you've got your angels yeah. and your archangels and your saints and that kind of thing um but yeah but both of them have this thing of non-scientific technology i suppose is is the yeah, um,
1: priest like pre-scientific
0: yeah pre-scientific technology sort of or thing. or technology of the mind um you know i I don't know it's it's interesting that this agenda is being pushed so heavily because i really really enjoyed encounters it really made me think i didn't feel that it was a particularly well-written book i felt like it was a bit rushed but i also kind of got the feeling from reading it that it was rushed in order to get whatever was in there out before what i imagine to be a rush of this sort of thing starts coming The, the 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 exact angle that she's taken in Encounters,
1: yeah, I know what you mean. Um, whereas I guess Secret Machines doesn't seem rushed. I mean, Lavender took 25 years to write Sinister Forces, so he's yeah. quite thorough. But, um, because yeah, I, I'm on the third Sinister Forces book at the moment, and Lavender's talking about Whitley Strieber, which is interesting given his. This was obviously written, oh, I don't know. This was like, I think, I think the third Sinister Forces was 2011, so yeah, a good sort of. Ten years before um,
0: Secret Machines, I think it was earlier the the um, the Sinister Forces. I, I, I the think first one was. The first one he, was, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, but it may, I don't know. I don't know what order they were written in. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. But he's talking about Whitley Strieber and his, um, and basically the, uh, the the angle he seems to be sort of suggesting is to do with um, Nazi scientists um, and, and basically like a. a, a uh, a facility that Whitley went to when he was younger uh, for gifted children, uh, where sort of various things were done to him. But it happened to be run by like a Nazi scientist who well, come over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, and then there was another guy that it happened to as well that had all sorts of weird shit happen. Who also went to a similar place, and it's like, I guess the implication is it's it's something related to those sort of. Um, 1950s kind of um proto mk ultra slash um remote viewing type experiments you know yeah Um, yeah and it's it's something to do with that so but i don't know what his angle is now on whitley and on how it relates to what he's saying in in, uh in um uh, secret machines because i know um i got uh i picked up um uh, Prisoner of Infinity by Jason Horsley which oh, is yeah. about which is sort of analysing the Whitley-Strieber thing and coming up with his sort of f- kind of almost uh, a criticism of it really and yeah. saying like you know this is what I think it is sort of thing I've, I've not read it yet but I, I get the impression that what he's essentially saying is what happened to Strieber is sort of scream memories or mm. and he's turning it into something else subconsciously or whatever Um but Apparently he argued with. He says something in the foreword. I've only just skimmed like the foreword, but but he he argued with Lavender about it. Lavender like wrote to him, and they they had like a an, a, a disagreement over email about uh, what happened to Whitley
0: Strieber. So imagine imagine arguing with Peter Lavender.
1: Yeah, he's a a very reasonable man, I imagine.
0: Hmm. I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him. Oh yeah, no, no. So, finally. On the 25th of May, the FDA approved Musk's Neuralink for human trials. Uh, I mean, do you want one of Elon Musk's fucking chips in your brain, Buckley? No,
1: I don't want anything belonging to Elon Musk in my body.
0: He's made some radical claims regarding his future vision for the technology. He's claimed that Neuralink could... Augment human intelligence by creating an on-demand connection with artificial intelligence systems, of course, um, allowing, for example, improved cognition through enhanced memory, improved learning, improved problem-solving skills. He's even gone so far as to say that the link could allow high-bandwidth telepathic communication between two or more people connecting via a mediating computer. Now, this kind of reminds me of how he desperately tried to colonize Mars and he's pumping billions of dollars into that rather than putting the funds into healing Earth. Like, he's putting all his research into using computers and AI to enhance human intelligence and create uh, telepathy. Why doesn't he research what's already there? You know, the CIA well, proved... Not,
1: he wants to be like a sort of tech villain, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he's, just, he's just like a... Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, the CIA proved in the 70s that and remote viewing were real. Um, and that's what we should be researching rather than all this unnecessary surgery, especially at a time where antibiotics are losing effectivity. And surgery in the future will likely carry much higher risk than it does now. Yeah. In yeah. fact, why isn't Musk pumping billions into researching new antibiotics? I can't understand
1: why people like admire him so much no Uh, uh, okay so maybe like teenage boys and stuff (laughs) yeah but like uh, people who are otherwise quite sensible like
0: there's
1: just nothing like i don't think he's even that good at being what he wants to be uh, what he thinks he is or you know it's just like
0: he's not very self-aware is he is not in the slightest all these projects um tesla spacex neuralink amongst all the others that he's doing they aren't actually to help humanity they're they're vanity projects
1: yeah they're just ego aren't they yeah, yeah.
0: He, he thinks that he's a prophet or a savior of mankind or something you know he's going to save us all it's fairly do, pathetic really
1: do when there was that guy trapped in a cave and and, and <laughs> he, musk thought he could he could like find his way out of it. And the actual cave expert was like, no, that's not going to work. And so Musk called him a paedophile. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: well, listen to this. Veterinary reports have shown that over a dozen monkeys have died as a result of Neuralink testing, some in really, really gruesome ways. Right. So later in 2023, Musk released a statement saying that, and I'll leave his spelling mistakes and grammatical errors in, for effect Thursday. no monkey has died as a result of Neuralink implant first our early implants to minimize risk to health monkeys we chose <laughs> terminal monies close to death already <laughs> um okay. so if you have a strong stomach i'll link to some to a wired article which um in the show notes which will detail some of these monkeys died now according to a report in the guardian which i'll always i'll also link to um if you add other animals, such as sheeps and pigs, sheeps, 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 Sheep. yeah. sheeps yeah, sheeps and pigs into the mix, about 1,500 animals have died in the name of Neuralink since 2018.
1: And that's, that's probably the ones that we know about. Yeah, There's yeah. probably
0: I mean, more. So, so that's about 300 a year up to 2023 when this news article was from. Yeah. I wish he would just fuck off to Mars.
1: Yeah. Or just like, I don't know. I don't know. Just fuck off altogether. I watch death on him. or oh, just I just, uh, yeah. I can't even be bothered talking about him anymore.
0: No. We'll move on. Yeah. So May, we released our interview with Dara Mason, which is an extremely good yeah. one. Um, and he very generously had us on spirit box. Um, we released a side vase where we went up angles with Rick Bennett as well, which is a lot Rick of fun. Bennett, Yeah. Shout out to Rick it Bennett. It was
1: good. It was good. It's also in May, I got married, which is a very bizarre occurrence. Yes, yeah, Um, you did. You know, that isn't something that I would have seen coming. Uh, And for our honeymoon, me and my wife went to Prague, which is a very strange and magical city where all sorts of weird John Dee stuff happened. That's apparently where he received the, um, the Enochian language, I think. Where was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a, and I, I, I know, uh, Mr. Alan Greenfield has said on Twitter, uh, that Prague is the most magical city in the world.
0: So, is it the most magical city that you've been to so far?
1: It probably is, you know, it's probably the one that's had the weirdest vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, May
2: was, May was a good one for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. That's quite enough of that fucking nonsense for now. If you're sincerely committed to hearing more of this bullshit, you're going to have to tune in again next week. Good night and sweet dreams to all. Stay weird. I love you.